What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Lab Audio Inventory. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to another roundtable with myself, John Evans, Matt Hunter, and Greg Gustin. This week, we are going to talk about three things. Greg, what are those three things? We're talking about agility ladders, or aka speed ladders, aka we'll talk more about it in a minute. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, box jumps and uh, varying heights and what you get from that. And then, uh, was it un unstable surface training is the other mm -hmm. one we had? Yeah. Unstable surfaces. The reason we chose these topics here is because they're commonly used in training programs and they're used claiming to be performance tools. So they're claiming to be high performance training and we're gonna debunk that pseudo be Mythbusters here and explain why they are not high performance training, but if you are going to use those tools, how we think it is best to use them. Sick. All right, so uh, we talked about ladders and we've talked about box jumps. So we'll kind of move on to the third topic, which is unstable surfaces, sand, BOSU balls, balance boards. So let's just start by talking about how people use it incorrectly in training. Even just commonly, you're going to see this. Uh, there was a video that struck up a lot of attention to this recently of LeBron James in a training session. I believe I'm remembering that he was in a tall kneeling position on a Swiss ball doing bottoms up kettlebell with a kettlebell on top of it, if I'm remembering this right. Do you remember the video I'm talking about I, here? I, I know he okay. does a lot of crazy so, stuff. Um, that's one example of a super high level athlete using an unstable surface. In that case, particularly what he was kneeling on being a ball which could roll in any direction and you might say, Look, he's doing this, and he's exceptionally good, and draw a connection there. So we'll come back to a, our stance on that there, but that's one that you're going to see a lot. Um, another one would be potentially squatting on a BOSU ball or some sort of surface like that, where the ground could go either way, and you're doing a more traditional lift on top of that. Another one could be sand. We talked about sand training in the context of uh, Mr. Fastfeet, I think was his name you said? Something like um, that. <laughs> so basically using ladders on sand there. So kind of a, a two for one, so to speak, for this one there. So though, and then balance board is another one uh, Greg talked yeah. about there or mentioned. So maybe, John, I think you might want to just start this one off and then we can yeah. spread around the room here. So I, I guess starting off kind of on the downside or how it's used incorrectly, and that is where you're just making the argument for balance or something like that. Um, I don't think that that's a valid argument um, for using them because how are you assessing that and how is that specific to your sport? Um, I would think that a pistol squat could, on a stable surface could be just as good for performance improvements in a unilateral, somewhat specific way, and then even just free weight training. So um, that's kind of, one aspect of it, I think another aspect of it is that if you were to look at the research, sand actually decreases the ground reaction forces or unstable surfaces decrease the ground reaction forces, meaning you're in, you're decreasing the intensity of the exercise you're trying to do um, by being on an unstable surface, which you might want to do. So I don't know, Matt, you guys have been doing them a little bit. Maybe you want to talk about how they could be used. Like correctly, I guess. Sure. So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. We'll we'll come back after I say this to um, why the common ways of using it aren't optimal before we get into this. But one of the ways we have been using them well is so on Tuesdays or Thursdays, a low intensity day for us. So we're running a pretty traditional high low. So if you took it the Monday through Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are high intensity, Tuesday, Thursday are low intensity. So on let's say Tuesday, we intentionally want that session to be less taxing. 
than on Monday or Wednesday. We're trying to recover particularly neurally from there. So when we're doing, let's say, tempo running or plyos, there is some kind of constraint on those, limiting us from going too hard, keeping the session lower intensity, making it easier to recover from. Sand is one way of doing that. So if we run tempo with, let's say we run 15 second runs on a track with spikes, that's a surface and a situation that gives us a lot of advantages to actually run fast and potentially overdo it on that day. On sand, barefoot, there's a lot working against us making it more difficult. And it's not making it more difficult just for the sake of making it more difficult, it's inherently constraining the intensity. So then the tempo running we do there or the jumping that we do there is going to be less taxing than if we had done it, let's say on a track or on turf, but any kind of harder, more stable surface there. So we're using it to almost intentionally make it a less uh, taxing training stimulus. So we would all kind of agree that using unstable surfaces decreases the intensity of the exercise. Yeah, and that's where I wanted to go to this next. So let's say for strength training, I mentioned squatting, so let's say a barbell back squat on top of a BOSU ball. In addition to the risk reward there, I think being off the charts in a thumbs down direction yep. there, you'll see videos of people using substantial weight on that. Well, so let's say you see a video With a of box someone jump, doing... Preferably a BOSU ball weight on the back onto a box. Let's just say BOSU ball back squat here. You'll <laughs> see videos of people, I've seen people do 225 pounds on that. And you might say like, wow, that's a lot of weight. This is, a, this is a strength stimulus here for them. You gotta also consider what is that person gonna be able to squat if they were on a stable surface. Yep. So the 225, yeah, 225, let's say that's 50% of that person's um, back squat max if they were on the ground. 50% has a use, but strength Are training, strength stimulus? no, it's not enough. The intensity is too low there. So if we're using unstable surfaces for to progress strength training, to get more strength out of it, we're actually doing the exact opposite. The surface is constraining the intensity and we're getting less strength out of doing the exercise. Yeah. I think one more area to then talk about for pe why people use unstable surface training is balance, is stability. So that one I think is less obvious. So let's talk about why someone would need stability, or better yet, what would challenge stability in a game? Let's say basketball. So, as you are maybe defending, and you're having to react to the player with the ball, and then potentially you fall over. You could say like, oh, that person is not stable. They need, to be st they need more stability training. They fell over, that guy broke his ankles there. Well, they fall because of that, or do they fall because reaction time or coordination is an issue there? Familiarity with the movement. So that's some specific scenario they may not have seen yet, and then they're not knowing how to react to that. So purely from that stance, maybe stability isn't that athlete's problem at all. Or if you do address or do assume that stability is the issue, a unstable surface is not the type of challenge they're going to see on the basketball court. That's so, from bottom up instead of like it's like in a game or in a sport or something like that. Most field sports, this is kind of what I was trying to waiting to get at is uh, when you get when you get off balance or when you encounter an unstable situation, it comes from your environment. Mm. Like it comes from somebody bumping you or like you not moving your body, like your center of mass over your support or something like that. Uh, it never comes from the bottom up. Like you beach yeah. the court is this <laughs> yeah. volleyball. Let's, let's, yeah, I guess that's yeah. like it. Sure. Yeah, let's, let's bleed into sports where maybe it could be useful yeah. there. So let's say beach volleyball. Beach volleyball Absolutely. What happens? Surfing. 
the yeah. the water the water is moving underneath you. Absolutely. Um, as you go on the wave, depending on the different parts there, or even depending on like different different waves in the same day, different days in the same week, the surface is constantly moving underneath you. Yeah, you could call like BOSU ball training a pretty specific activity for a surfer. Yeah. But someone who does spends their time on ground, the opposite. Yeah, I, I would agree. With I think that. I like the way you put it there of the stimulus that is creating a stability challenge is from the top yeah. in let's say a field sport as opposed to from the bottom in surfing. Yeah. So if a BOSU ball or an unstable surface is from the bottom, that's specific for those sports but not for the ones where the stimulus is coming from the top. I think too, sometimes we can use sand specifically for maybe a different metabolic cost. So uh, I think there's probably some, some evidence to support that uh, if you run on sand or something like that, you're not, you're not gonna get pushed off basically. So maybe you're not displacing across the ground um, as far or something like that. So potentially maybe there's more of a, an aerobic or uh, endurance stimulus, I guess, from mm -hmm. from from doing that. I don't know. Kind I think of that comes back to it needing to be more contractile as opposed to elastic. Yeah. Like if you're if you're running on the ground, you can get an elastic response, and therefore you're more efficient with your running. In the sand, it's, it's not it's not the case. So yeah. it's more more taxing from a contractile standpoint to run when you can't get an elastic response. Yep, I would agree with that. Uh, okay, so overall, sand training, good or bad. Greg? Uh, I don't think we really talked about many situations where it's bad, it just depends on the context. Yeah, it depends. So. Yeah, I think for any of these, um, this may be kind of a cop-out answer, but no exercise or tool is inherently good or bad. The reason we chose these three is because there are three that are commonly used bad. Yes. So they're used very <laughs> poorly and with the claim that they are high-performance training. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that we're trying to come across with this is all three of those could be used well. All three of those could be used as a piece in a high performance program. But the way that they're commonly presented is not the way to do it. I have, a, I have something to add, maybe just like real quick touch on it. And I kind of want to get your thoughts, Matt. Um, we're talking about unstable um, training. Like, okay, we talked about like standing on a BOSU ball or like a Swiss ball or something. But what about, say you have like an, uh, a throwing athlete who is now doing certain exercises with their uh, stabilizing with their hands so um, you know you there's definitely benefit for um, you know say a baseball player having their arm up in a certain position and having some perturbation from an external stimulus sure. um, now if you can make a case for perturbation and the necessity of the the I guess dynamic stability if you want to kind of put that term on it that you need to have for that then could you get benefit from some of these unstable surfaces if you're using your upper body where you, you you know kind of the same idea like maybe from have you seen anything like that at some of your like cressies or anything like that so you're talking about having the upper body on the unstable surface yeah like say you're doing i don't know like shoulder taps on on a bosu ball or like i don't know that probably not isn't a good example but um or like push-ups on a bosu ball yeah, something, kettlebell bench press banded kettlebell bench press mm-hmm those type of exercises. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. Even like, um, you know, you've seen like bamboo bars or something like that where essentially it's just like, it's unstable. The So we talked about developing strength. That's not a tool to develop strength in the upper body, but it's a tool for potentially something else. It's like a specific strength or something. Do you something? see benefit for, for that, for I'll a specific, specific uh, purpose, I guess? Yeah, I'll say personally, I can see benefit for that. And so if we're gonna then extend this back to the rule of thumb we were getting at earlier. In 
a sport that's throwing, the stability is somewhat an external stability that we're challenging here. Not just external, but it's external at the end of the limb. Mm -hmm. So it's the ball, it's not that your body is shaking and therefore, therefore that makes the limb unstable or makes mm -hmm. the joint unstable. Mm -hmm. So potentially I think then you could make an argument to do so. Uh, specificity of some of these that are bilateral in nature, so like these push-up variations we talked about, maybe lower than a unilateral, let's say, arm in closer to throwing position, doing perturbations there. That may have a greater uh, stability argument for it, mm -hmm. but I could see a place for it. I'm a little hesitant to take a strong stance on it because I don't use it, mm -hmm. and not because I am against it, but just because I don't really have experience sure. there. Sure. But that is an interesting one. I think that could be someplace that Maybe the the Bosu ball folks watching this could could counter to this. Yes, sweet. All right, guys. So sounds good. We covered three topics: bad and good. Kind of came to the consensus that it depends in all of those. Not necessarily that they're inherently good or bad. Just depends on how you're using them for ladders, boxes, and unstable surfaces. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you like this, you can rate us, you can share this with your friends, and if you have a question, go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, anywhere you can find us. Drop us a DM, and we'll try to answer it when we can.